Hello there, content creators. You're listening to the She's Got Content podcast, where it's all about creating content for your coaching business. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Brown, and I'm here every week to help you get your content out of your head, out of your heart, and out there into the world, where that information and your services can impact the most people. Get ready to take notes today and then take action, content creators. Let's dive in with today's episode because you've got content to get out there. I am so excited to share my new friend, Priska Benson, who I met in a collaborative group recently. And that's what we're going to talk about today, collaborations, because Priska has actually grown her business incredibly with collaborations. And she is full of ideas about how to do collaborations and how to get the best benefit from it. So let's give a great big welcome to Priska Benson. Welcome, Priska. Thanks for having me. Like you said, I've been growing my business through collaboration. My business is called I Green Life. And origin story is that in 2020, when the whole world went amok, um, (laughs) I started a blog. It was a health and finance blog because I felt like a lot of that meshed well together. And then eventually, end of 2022, I decided to kind of niche down into money coaching. I felt like it was a way to really help people take unnecessary stress out of money, especially women. We are extremely anxious about our futures and care to invest and all these other things that I want to help women kind of leap over that and get the confidence that I know we deserve when it comes to our money. So that's what I've been doing now. The vast difference though, especially in the last year or so is the collaborative aspect. Because when I first started my blog, I already had my email list and things like that, but it was growing so slowly that I was doing it all on my own. And then through the membership that we both were in, this is how I started coming up with all these ideas. Well, inspired by the ideas in there and it further inspired other ideas to work with other business owners who are also trying to grow their business. So you said you already had an email list when you started your blog. How did you initially grow that email list? I had the blog and then I have like a pop-up, you know, on my blog that says, here's your freebie. So people could download it up there. I also had it linked to my social media. I didn't promote it. I don't think even as much, but I did have it there. It was available for people to get, but literally my list was like at 20 for years. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. So that technique, the lead magnet from your blog and on social media was growing very slowly. Yes. Okay. And you got to imagine too, especially with SEO content, you know, that kind of stuff takes a while to build up and then mm-hmm. you have to get your messaging down in order for people to have interest in what you're offering. So I think this, that was just like a big learning process when you're doing it literally on your own. Got it. Okay. So in 2023, you joined the CoLab Club with Nicole Beatty. Yes. I did too. I, we both joined, I think, at the same time, right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. So tell everyone what's happened since you started in the CoLab Club and, and started doing these collaborations with people. So just for background too, I'm a huge introvert. Okay. So okay. <laughs> I can relate. I can relate. <laughs> these kind of things are foreign to me, like trying to reach out to strangers. Mm-hmm. But the mindset thing was the first thing that helped being in a collaborative membership where people you expected to meet with people and talk to people. So I felt like the barrier of entry in terms of my own feelings about it was largely decreased. 
because nobody should be mad at me for reaching out to them and saying, hey, can we partner up on something? That's literally why we're all here. Just a little tidbit for people who are introverted. This is a great leap into doing that because you know everybody's here for the same place. We're all trying to grow our own businesses. So that was the first thing. People would do intro posts and I would look to see, okay, who has an audience that may overlap with mine? So that way we could probably support each other. What value can I bring to you and what value can you bring to me? And it's not always just as simple as the content that I'm doing, but just in our business experiences as well. When I was first starting this journey, I felt very, very green. And then when you talk to other people, there's people greener than you. So like they say, the uh, rising tide raises all boats. That's the kind of thing that I was applying through the collaborative membership. Awesome. All right. So let me recap a little bit. You said you're a big introvert and (laughs) collaborations, especially these one-on-one or very small collaborations are like, they're like honey (laughs) for an introvert. It's the perfect place. It's like the perfect combination. Mm -hmm. And joining a group where there is the expectation of having collaborations is really where it's all about because you don't have to worry that somebody's going to think you're weird or why are they reaching out or what's your second agenda? What's underlying all this? Getting suspicious of the fishy DM into your um, Instagram or an email that comes out of nowhere because we've all gotten those. But when you say that you're part of a collaboration club or you Mm -hmm. meet up with someone who's, well, actually, I I think I did the same thing. I looked to see who was overlapping with the same audience. And then I would send them, I guess it was a DM inside the collab club because it's held in the heartbeat app. Yes. And then- I think 100% of the people responded to me when I did that. And people would reach out to me, same thing. It was like, this is the beautiful thing. The number of collaborations that I had since being in that group has tremendously increased. Oh, yeah. And it's lifelong friendships, I feel like, too, in business. Especially if you're new, your friends in the real world, quote unquote, may not relate to what you're doing. You you could tell them what you're doing, but there's limited assistance they can give you because they're not going through the things. And a lot of it is very, sometimes it's very discouraging and you really need someone who's been there, who's gone through it, that could keep you encouraged. And so there's a couple people in there that I literally make sure I regularly text, like, hey, how are things going with your business? They check on me. They look at my content like, good job. None of my real friends do this, okay? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. It's so lonely trying to be an yeah. entrepreneur out there when other friends and family, they just don't understand what you're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just don't get it. Yeah. And they don't have the experience of what you're doing online. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's someone that I have met through the podcast collaborative, which is another group where yeah. you're looking for speakers and people are looking for uh guest. So, and we've grown into becoming accountability buddies and doing collaborations. You're right. Lifelong friendships. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, tell us what kinds of collaborations you've actually done and how it's worked out for you. So I first started off with participating in bundles. Mm -hmm. So with bundles, it's kind of an interesting thing because you want to have a digital product that you are already selling or planning on selling, or it's for a price. And during the bundle, you are then offering it to the bundle as a free product. The people who sign up for your product through the bundle, they will be on your email list and you get to nurture them to hopefully become a paying client. Yes. 
So that was the first thing I did. And that's a low barrier of entry for people who are just getting into the collaborative space. Usually want to find other groups. Uh, Facebook is robust with this. I don't know any place else where it's like as robust as Facebook to find these kind of opportunities. There's specific groups that people join where they are looking for guests. And so they advertise it and then you just sign up, you make sure that you're eligible and that you can meet the requirements. A lot of them have a very low barrier of entry, even if you're just starting, may not even need um, a large email list. But we want to make sure um, if you're going to do this, that you are routinely emailing your list because otherwise it'll be a waste. You don't want to get people on your list to never say anything to them. So those are like the key things that you want to pay attention to when you're applying to a bundle. Yeah, that is such a good point. I hate to admit this, but that I, I want to say a hundred years ago, when I first started building a list and I started participating in bundles, this was back before bundles were really, really as popular as they are, but mm -hmm. my list grew to like a thousand and I was afraid to email. It took probably literally a year before I sent an email out to people. Oh, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and most of those people were like, who is this person? So yeah, I have made that mistake. I'm not making that mistake now, <laughs> but yeah, I was actually challenged by a, a mentor of mine at the time to just write the first dang email, yeah. just write it and then write another one a week later. And then I said, you know what? I have to get into the habit. And I think it's been four plus years that I send out a Monday message email since then. So I haven't missed one through a lot of trials and tribulations, let's put it that way, and things that I'm like, oh, do I really have to send something out today? But I do. So yes, you need to email the people that come onto your list through these collaborations. Because you want to remain top of mind too, especially if you're selling a service, you want that if someone, maybe even if it's not that person that becomes your client, but maybe their friend in my instance, I help people with managing their day-to-day -day money. So our friend complains about it. Like, oh, you know, I know someone, but if they never hear about you from a year, they're going to think of the other person that was in their email box, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the tips that I've discovered works really well. When you're in a bundle, everybody's sending a whole bunch of emails to the people who sign up for the different products. If you send an email, either the one that delivers the product that you're giving away or the next one, and say, hey, I know you're going to be inundated with emails. Yep. I don't want to add to that. I'll be back in your inbox in, you know, fill in the blanks. We, a week, two weeks, yep. or when this thing is over or when the, the deadline is passed. Uh, so just know that I respect the fact that you're going to be inundated and I will be back. Don't forget about me or something yeah. like that. <laughs> that is yeah. true. People do appreciate that. I even saw that recently in one of the Facebook groups where someone gave people the option to, hey, maybe a week from now, they could just click and then they wouldn't get the welcome sequence until that time. So, right. which is very right. sophisticated. If you're just starting out, don't be mad if you can't set this up. But there yes. are ways to lay things so that way it's not as cumbersome in a more right. simple manner. That's a really good point, right? So if you have a welcome sequence and everyone should, if you have a welcome sequence, then if you're in a bundle, particularly, you might want to delay it. Most of the automations, like ConvertKit, yep. ActiveCampaign, I don't know about MailChimp, but most of them out there, you can delay it as long as you would like. Okay, besides bundles, which is really a great way to collaborate with someone, either as a contributor, 
or as a bundle host, which that mm-hmm. is a lot more work, but yes, your list will grow incredibly and you'll have so many collaborative partners with that, but we'll save that for another time. <laughs> Tell us what other kinds of collaborations you've been involved with. So freebie swaps are also a great way to grow your list. What I've done in order to get a freebie swap is literally just ask people either in those same Facebook groups. A lot of them do allow you to post basically anything collaborative. What I did was I created a Google form and I say I'm a B2C business and I want to collaborate with more B2C members, freebie swaps. And that's the main thing I'm sharing, but also in the actual form, there's other opportunities if they want to do like an Instagram takeover or if they have a podcast that they want listeners on or a YouTube channel, whatever the case may be, any kind of Mm -hmm. these opportunities, we're here for it. And there's also even an option for other in case they have other ideas for how they would want to collaborate. And then it automatically puts them into my CRM where I use Zapier to just add them right there. And they're added to a BizBud email list on my CRM. So that way I know that these are my business people and they get a separate content emails. But with the bundle, you're exposing yourself to an audience of people who already know this person, a person that they know is saying, hey, this is a great resource. Check it out. And then they wind up on your email list. Yes. Oh, I love that. So you've got, so you use Zapier to connect them to your CRM. Yep. And then you've got that list of who are your biz buddies. Yep. I recently saw on an email that you sent out, I don't know if you sent it to your whole list or you sent it to your biz buddies, but you had someone who did a newsletter takeover. Yes. Tell us about that. So that was to my biz, but it depends. When people apply for the freebie swap, then I look to see what their audience is. And since, because I did host a bundle end of December, 2023, I was able to put, like I said, the separate list of biz buds. And so now I have a good chunk of people that are business owners that we can support each other. So if someone did apply for my freebie swap, but their audience is more B2B, then Mm -hmm. I send it specifically to other businesses. So in that last freebie swap email takeover, because she was promoting her services, she owns a VA agency. And of course, so my B2C people don't really need that, but now you have a really target audience that you could actually market to. And then they'll have it in their emails for as long as they want to. And they could book a call or they could have downloaded her freebie or whatever the case may be. And that was just exciting. She's from Mauritius, which is like, what are the odds? In today's yes. world, you could work with people all over the world. So you that know was what? Very- I think that's Anne, right? Yeah. Okay. I actually have her booked for later this month to do a podcast interview here. So nice. We may have to bring this back up and follow up. Yeah. How things went with that too. It's a way of free advertising. There are ways, some people you could pay for sponsorship in their email, but you don't know what your return is. The free um, option makes it less of a, like you don't know what you're going to get the other way. And then you would put a cost to it. This gives you the option of putting that person in front of people that they want to speak to mm-hmm. and they get to know you that way. Even if right away, I don't know that she would, she necessarily got like three, four clients out of it, yeah, but you get yeah. your name out. People who didn't know who you were, people are always looking for VAs and they want a reliable oh, source. Yeah. Because you're living in their inbox. Like they could save the email and come back to it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. months later if they if need be. The thing that I love about that newsletter takeover or a, a social media takeover is you're endorsing that person. You obviously mm-hmm. trust them. So yep. it's that transference of that no like and trust factor to other people. You wouldn't give this opportunity to just 
any person. And, and value your list too. A lot of the times, the reason the freebie swap came to be as well, besides the fact that it was recommended as a strategy, is that I'm not going to know, I'm not going to expert in all things. And while my expertise lies in making money simple for women and helping them to achieve financial security, there's more aspects to life. And mm-hmm. so you want people to be able to connect with reliable people in that space, people who are in that space all the time. That's the thing with money, right? To some degree, everybody knows something about money, even if they don't think they're great at it. But I'm in the space. I'm reading up on it all the time. I know right. all the things. So same way if somebody is doing freebie swapping, it's a meal plan. That person's an expert in how to optimize that and make that better for the consumer. So that's the whole goal, helping them live a very holistic approach to creating content for your clients. That example that you just gave about someone who has meal planning and knowing about budgeting and money, you can help that other person's clients by, okay, this person's teaching them about meal planning. You're going to teach them about how to save money with that meal planning or just such synergy. Yes. I love these ideas. You also mentioned before we hit the record button, You mentioned something else about a strategy that I had not actually heard of yet, the discovery call swaps. Yes. Tell me about that. I'm very deep into looking at how other people strategize and how they grow their businesses. And so I saw that people, they do discovery call swaps. So a lot of businesses, they have a setup where you meet with the client. If they're a client, if they are a good candidate, they become a prospect and they book a discovery session. And then from there, they may go on to ongoing Mm -hmm. long-term coaching. So with someone who has that kind of model, if you have a similar model, that discovery session, you can swap. So they sign up for your discovery session, you sign up for theirs. And it really gives you a chance to not just say, oh, my friend has this and you should check it out. It really gives you a more in-depth opportunity to learn how they do the things. Mm-hmm. So that way, when you do speak to your audience about it, you can more easily rave about it. It's not just, oh, my friend does this and you should check it out. It's, this is what she does. And these are specific things that she does to help you get to your goal. And I've seen how effective this could be for you. You should really check it out. It gives a different layer of genuine opinion and experience, right. genuine experience of your BizBuds offer. Right. I see this as a great way for referral partners. Oh, yeah. You really get to experience the other person's discovery calls. You know what it's going to be like for the people that you're sending over there. And you know better about who's a better fit. Oh, yeah. Even when you said that with the better fit, instead of sending just everybody, you know, this works better for this kind of person. So you could give more actual clients that will more likely convert. Yeah. And as the other, shall we say, pretend or posing as the ideal client for the other person, you can give the other partner feedback on what lands well and what was a little confusing. And Mm -hmm. maybe you might want to try this or ideas and they can do the same for you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you can see what works. Even a lot of times I'm just talking, even for when I met with Jillian and she's, she has a referral program. I've been thinking about doing something like that. How do we even, how do you do this conversation alone? We're learning about how we can optimize our businesses. And instead of trying to figure stuff out from scratch, you can learn from what someone else is doing. Such simple ideas, but it's just so effective. So we've talked about bundles freebie swap, IG takeovers, podcast appearances, 
YouTube channel appearances, which would probably also apply in like a live stream, yeah. someone who has a live stream show, yeah. collaborating with them for that. And then it would live on a YouTube channel or a podcast, yeah. newsletter takeovers, discovery swaps. Yeah, we got a good list going there. Yeah, th there's so many ideas here. There's virtual summits. Yes. Have you collaborated with virtual summits as a speaker or as yes. a host? Yeah, and not as a host, but as a speaker. So the good thing about summits is majority of the time, well, there's two ways that people do it. If you're a guest, is that they either have you pre-record, which is awesome for introverts, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you basically create your slides. I use Canva to do the recording, and then you could just send them the link to the recording or however method they prefer you to send it. Canva's great with that. Or also they will do a live Zoom situation. And then they will interview you. And that's another way they can do this summit. So it depends. Also, summits, they vary in terms of which ones. I, I did two summits in January. It's like a nutty. I was like, I have a lot going on here. And they both felt having to fall around the same time. I was like, oh my God, this is nuts. But where one I did because my email list was smaller than the minimum requirement. I couldn't remember what the minimum requirement was. You paid. It was a nominal fee. So it was worth it to me. But while the other one didn't have that requirement, so there's just expect that even with bundles, sometimes they do stuff like that, where especially if it's a prominent bundle, you may have to pay to get in if your list is not to the same size or your, whatever the case may be. But and you're speaking about just a participation fee. Yes. Because some of the bundles have a sponsorship fee or mm -hmm. uh, no, a, like a higher fee. level of yeah. investment to get into the bundle. But yeah, you're right. I've been seeing more people like a nominal fee, $7, $9, yeah. something small amount, which helps offset the bundle host having a yep. VA to help put this thing together. So to me, it's money well spent. Yeah. yeah. And I think too, it, it makes it important for someone to figure out their messaging. You want your messaging to be clear. So mm -hmm. that way you really get the full value of what you're spending. Mm -hmm. you, know? like you really don't want to waste that. You definitely don't want to waste the opportunity to pay for it, even if it was just seven bucks. You want to take full yeah. advantage. Yeah. And you want to make sure that you're going into a bundle that is attracting your ideal client. You don't oh, want to go, don't want to mismatch there because you probably won't get too many opt-ins if that's the case. Or if you do, you might get opt-ins that are so mismatched that they're going to drop off of your list oh, immediately. Yeah. So it's not going to be as effective. That's an okay. excellent point you're making too, Melissa, is that being a host of a bundle mm -hmm. at one point, you see people apply and it's like, what are you doing here? Yeah, you know, right. Like, <laughs> I don't I've experienced really that like, too. Not read what I said. <laughs> it's important to be intentional about where you're putting your content. Because the thing is to, of course, depending on which email platform you're using and the features that you're using, you are paying for these people to come on your list. Yes. So you don't want just randos, honestly. Mm -hmm. You want people as much as possible that lean in. And there are always going to be opportunities. Do not feel like you're missing out because, oh, this doesn't really blend well, but I just want people on my list. It, they won't buy. Okay? Yes. yes. So take that out of your mind. You want people who are ideal clients and you want to give them something that will really showcase your expertise. You don't want to just yeah. give them like any old, like you said before, rando, <laughs> rando yeah. type of digital product. You want to solve a problem for them. You want to show them that you can solve the problem. We could talk for hours about bundles. Yeah. Believe me, I could, I would love to talk about bundles, but let's get back to the list. Okay. So we've got virtual summits as another opportunity. How about teaching in other people's groups? If somebody has a mastermind group or a, a membership group, 
Yeah. Ha- I, I know that that's an option. Uh, a lot of times, instead of just a virtual summit or uh, an in-person summit, there's all kinds of speaking opportunities that are out there. That's another collaboration. Have you actually tapped into that teaching in other yeah. people's groups? So some people have very robust memberships and they want content. They want reliable information for their people. You could do it in different ways. You could do it via, when we're talking about being in the person's group, they may have routine monthly calls that they have guest speakers on. Um, The other way I did this was interesting. This actually was set up months ago, but she has such a robust thing. It took months to even get on the calendar to be a featured speaker. And she gave you a month, you decide what the topic is. So I also recorded this thing on Canva and it would go out. I don't know her exact system, but in February, that's when your thing goes out to her people. It's a private community and you're just out there for those people. And it's so neat because you clearly, we talked about the no like trust factor. They, because it's their community, they're going to be very protective over it. So the people who are in the group know that you're bringing value and that Mm -hmm. this person trusts you. And you should be able to trust the person that's speaking as well. So finding opportunities like that doesn't come as readily as stuff like bundles and stuff. That requires you actually reaching out and making those connections. I don't know how much when people are building their businesses that they realize how important that's going to be was to build those connections and then try to find, once you have one, try to create new ones, continue to build on it, which means staying in touch with people which means maybe they're on your email list as well so that they can see what you offer and then they could see, okay, well, if I need someone on this topic, this is the person I'm going to reach out to. So your consistency in both networking and in your content is going to draw that in as well. I like what you just said about that model that the person who you taught in their class or in their Mm -hmm. membership, you actually recorded it ahead of time. Yep. And so- the host or the person who has the membership has a chance to view it first mm-hmm. and put their stamp of approval on that before releasing it out to all the members in their membership, yep. which adds even a, a higher level of no like and trust factor. The, yeah. the host has actually looked at this and said, yeah, this is great stuff. I want my people to be able to have this access and put it into the membership. Mm-hmm. I've seen the model where it's been more live teaching, which yeah, that, yeah. is, is also a good option because then your members can ask questions. Yeah. Questions true. of the expert who's in the room. <laughs> so you it just too, depends. With, with the live component, you get to know what your ideal client hopefully is even thinking. And that even mm-hmm. helps you make better content. Exactly. All right. Okay. Are there any other collaborations that you've done or heard of that we didn't touch on because we touched on a lot (laughs) obviously this is even another one podcast guesting but that only again is something that you do by building through relationships so the way that we met even is just not only that we're in both in the collab club but there's opportunities to match with people and if you're not taking advantage of those opportunities, there's some other groups I'm in too, where it's okay, well, this month or this week, you're matched up with this person and you get this email and you just ignore it, it's not to your benefit. Yes. So um, if you're trying to grow your business, even if it's someone that you may not think is an exact match, it doesn't hurt because you don't know who they know, who they might connect you with. You schedule a 30 minute meeting over Zoom, over the phone, and you're able to see what they have to offer. Maybe their friend is the person that they have a podcast that you might be eligible on. The thing is too, when you're applying to podcasts, a lot of times, who knows how many people are applying to this podcast, right? Right. So you don't know until you have that connection with someone where you can either directly pitch them 
or you know them in person, then you just really never know that you'll ever get called to actually be a guest. So the connections are ideal, even though it's the same way even too with applying for a job, even that's off topic, it's always better if you know someone on the inside. Yeah. So it's the same exact it's who you way. know, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's just such a great point because if you see this collaboration partner connection, someone thinks that you should meet this person mm-hmm. and you just blow it off and say, oh, I don't think there's any synergy here. You're missing connecting to that person's entire network. Yes. And it's all of these connections I feel should be two way. Like Mm -hmm. they're missing out on connecting to your network and the people that you know. So I always like to say, do the activity, let go of the outcome. So any other ideas that you can think of where it's helped grow your list through these collaborations? Yes. And this is an unexpected thing. You can get a little secret here. Secret, secret. You can get collaborators that you don't even know. If you're a ConvertKit paid user, they have a feature called Creator Network which is easily to gloss over and ignore. But I initially, when I first got on, they promoted it. I was like, okay, let me put something on there, whatever. And then so every once in a while, I get one every few months or so. Okay, that's cool. A random person is coming on my list, but okay, whatever. But then if you're a ConvertKit user, you know that on the side, when you first log in, they always have these videos telling you how to use a feature or how someone grew their list. And there was a specific video. I'll give you the link so you can share with the people. I've been sharing it everywhere. I'm like, people need to know this. She talked about all the different tweaks she made to her creator network profile to help her get more leads. And when I implemented, and not even every single thing, a lot of the things, I think she gave six or seven points that you could alter to make your list more attractive to basically strangers. And I consistently get at least two or three a day at this point. Wow. Basically people off the street. Okay. Yeah. And because you're doing this, other people in the creator network they can also refer you because you're part of their creator network. So of course, if you have a very robust explanation, which she talks you through like how she did hers and you could build it for yours, for your profile, then it's easier for them to recommend you because you're not some nondescript person selling or promoting a nondescript service. You're very specific. And so then people refer you. You also get notifications when people refer you so you can refer them back because now you're networking with someone who you don't even know, honestly. This is not like- the actual definition of networking. But nowadays with the internet, you could do so many things. And this is one of those things. That's another opportunity too, to give value to your members from other people's email lists. So like one of the things I'm not an expert at, but I enjoy, but I can't be the person to really speak to this is like travel hacking. And so you can actually put a snippet. There's actually a feature now where in the same way you can put a snippet or an image on your emails. If you go down, there's recommendations and whoever is on your recommendation list, you could put their recommendation in the email to provide value to your audience. So it has so many features. You could post one of your newsletters or more of them so that people can see it before they join and see, oh yeah, this really brings value. It adds more juice to your content because it's like not, they're not just joining it because, oh yeah, you talk about money. It's like, oh, but this is how she talks about money. And I could see the value in this. So I need to join this list. It's exponentially, it's almost insane to me how many people just come off the street that way. Okay. So So I've got to check that out. Well, it took me a long time to transition from active campaign to convert kit, but I have recently pulled the plug on the other one and I'm in convert kit a hundred percent. So I haven't really fully explored the creator's network, but it sounds like I'm missing out on an opportunity there and anyone else 
who has ConvertKit already, please explore that. We'll make sure that all of those links are in the show notes and it may actually help sell people on ConvertKit because of that particular feature. They even have also a integration with Sparkloop. Sparkloop mm -hmm. is like a newsletter referral system. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so you can get paid to refer people. That's like unexpected. If you do it more actively, you might be, I just do it passively. And so that's income that you could get by promoting people who are advertising for their thing. Obviously, again, you want to make sure that you're advertising things that are benefit for your right. list. Okay. Yeah. We always, always. Think about our list comes first. Okay. Yes. Always. Um, but people come from there too. That part I have not figured out. I now have people coming from Creator Network and from Spark Loop and I don't pay for Spark. Okay, uh -huh. so this is even happening. So if somebody actually knows, they could tell me how I'm getting, I keep digging into the Sparkle Loop website, trying to figure out where are these people coming from, but it's a separate line. And so now it's like going to set up the automations to make sure everybody gets all the welcome secrets because they just pop up on your list. You want to make sure that they get nurtured as well. So yeah. it's a funny game. Yeah. Oh, well, I love that. So listen, if any of our listeners know how that spark loop works, please put it into the comments in the show notes. So we yeah. all know. Absolutely. Inquiring minds want to know. Right. <laughs> but I'm grateful to the opportunity that ConvertKit gives. It's yeah. that integration that makes it so these people just keep coming onto the list. Yeah. You just never know. We've been talking lots and lots about the collaborative opportunities, but tell us how that's impacted your list. Yes. How is, so, has it grown? So initially, like we talked about, I had 20 people, about 20 people on my list forever. With every opportunity we discussed here, my list has grown. And then the bundle hosting is what made the biggest impact. So at that point, I had around 200 people on my list. Do you remember the numbers, how many people you actually got on your list when you hosted that bundle? So when I hosted the Smart Money Bundle, and mine was a modest bundle, I only had 30 contributors. Okay. Um, and it sounds oh, like it was pretty targeted also. Smart money. Yes. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I went from 223 subscribers to 314 subscribers. So that's almost a hundred new people. Wow. So all okay. these um, opportunities, they all build into each other because not only are you getting more leads, but you're also getting more opportunities to network even further with people and hosting does that the best. And then, so that builds on it, right? Then that's more freebie swaps. That's more podcast guesting. That's more email takeovers, IG lives together. All those things, those opportunities open up exponentially so that now your, your list can grow forever, infinitely. Right. Yeah. It just opens up some floodgates. So. Yes. Well, last summer when I hosted a bundle, first time in like three years, four years, mm. I think I got 200 new subscribers. It was very targeted. Yeah. New subscribers. I think when I did my first bundle, I didn't know what I was doing. I made all the mistakes and it was way broad. There were more subscribers, but <laughs> then I didn't email them, remember? Yeah. So, so a lot of those people dropped off. I love when you're hosting that you can just target exactly who you're looking for and oh, yeah. then tap into so many other people's networks and just grow your list with real specific, targeted, good leads. So Priska, I am sure that other people are going to want to get in touch with you. You've got a free offer for yeah. our listeners today. Can you tell us about that? So as we talked about, I'm a money coach and I want to help professional women create a plan for their money that is simple, customizable, and helps them to live their best life now and in the future. So three steps to financial freedom. It basically walks through the main three things I feel make people successful long-term financially. And if I like to make it start off small, because we want it to be achievable and 
so that you could build momentum. That only will it tell you what the three steps are. It walks you through. It's a workbook as well so that you can actually take notes and make a plan that you can then implement so that you can see a difference almost immediately. Okay, so I will make sure that link to get that freebie is in the show notes. I think there's going to be all kinds of links into the show notes with a lot of the <laughs> things that we talked about. Um, oh, yeah. For sure. And where on social media do you usually hang out? I live primarily on Instagram at Our Green Life NJ. So that is where the bulk of my content is today and where I live most on. And it's the best way to reach me if you do want to collaborate. Okay. All right, everybody, did you hear that? If you want to collaborate with Prisca, go over there to Instagram and check out her feed and kind of slide over there into her DMs and send her a message. I'm sure she will respond right away. Yes, I um, love it. Just to clarify, Our Green Life NJ is one word. There's no underscores or anything. Our Green okay. Life NJ. NJ. And the NJ is New Jersey. You're another Jersey girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love whenever somebody says they're from New Jersey or that they're nurses because that's my day gig. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah. Like meeting people in the field. We have several things in common. We found yep. we discover we both have a medical background and yep. we're both in New Jersey. So yeah. yeah. So all the good things here. Well, Prisca, this has been great. Thank you so much for all this great information. And I will see you in the next collaboration. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And thank you all the listeners for tuning in and staying here to the end of this episode. I hope you took plenty of notes. And if you didn't, go back and listen again and take notes because this information about collaborations is golden. We'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the She's Got Content podcast. I hope you got at least one nugget to take action on this week. If you got value from today's episode, I would be so grateful when you leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. It only takes a second, and it really helps me get my message out to impact even more people so they can, in turn, keep the ripple going. If you're listening on Apple Podcast and leave a review of the show, it would really make my day and you just might receive a shout out on the show as my content creator of the week when I read out your review. And last but never least, if you want an endless supply of just right ideas for content you can write about for your blog post, your emails, your videos, podcast episodes, all the content things, then you want to head over to my website at she'sgotcontent.com forward slash content and pick up your free workbook, Never Run Out of Content Ideas. Look for that link in the show notes today, along with the other links mentioned in today's episode. Until next time, content creators, you've got an audience waiting to hear from you, and you've got content to share with them. Stop being the best kept secret and make a bigger impact when you've got content out there in the world. Music.